Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, it's easy for the Jets to lose football games that they probably should win, especially when Joe Flacco is their quarterback. Although, to be fair, I don't think any Jets fan actually wanted to win that game last night. I think they wanted to preserve their draft stock, potentially have the number one overall pick, and go get Trevor Lawrence and hope he's the difference maker for their franchise. So, uh, if you watched last night, I don't know why Joe Flacco did it, but with about a little under six minutes to go, the Jets are up seven points on first down. They take a deep shot. It gets picked off. Next thing you know, the game's tied. Then the Jets get the ball back. They have a chance to drive down, potentially kick a game-winning field goal. They've been up by double digits for much of the night. And then what happens? They allow Cam Newton to, uh, first of all, they get a stop. Uh, the uh, the Patriots do. And in completion on third down, Patriots have uh, their timeouts uh, and they get a big throw from Cam Newton late to allow a 50-yard field goal to bang through. And so if you've been listening to the radio program for a long time, you know that I began the show by giving everybody out there the list of sadness. And here are the five worst teams in the NFL, according to my brilliant outkick analysis. I've got the Giants at the 28th best team in the NFL uh, best team in the NFL I've got Washington at 29 they just played this past weekend the Giants won Cowboys at 30 I think if you're a Cowboys fan you have to start to wonder 
Could it make sense to go into the draft after one of these talented quarterbacks, given the fact that we are rapidly plummeting in the draft stock? In the 31st spot, I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They certainly have a dream of being able to get Trevor Lawrence not far, really, in the grand scheme of things, away from Clemson. They would love to get Trevor Lawrence there in Jacksonville. And then in the 32nd spot, we have got the Jets, who remain winless. List of sadness. We do this every single Tuesday. Giants, Washington, sorry. Yeah, the Giants, Washington, Cowboys, Jags, and Jets. All right, that's the five worst teams. About the top five. Let's have some positivity here as we roll through the final hour of Tuesday. And by the way, encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single minute of this show. You can dive into it. We had a loaded program. Barrett Salee with us from CBS Sports in Hour 1. Ryan Glasspiegel from OutKick, one of our writers in Hour 2. And you just are about to hear from my buddy Petros Papadakis. He is joining us in the next segment of this program. And uh, we should have a lot of fun, as we always do. Appreciate the old P from AM570 LA Sports joining us every single Tuesday morning early. But now it is time for the list of happiness, for the smiles on your face, for the five best teams in the NFL. Here we go with the OutKick Top 5. All right, look, I'm not sold 100% on the Steelers. They are 8-0, but they have won five games by seven points or less. The last three games, Goskowski missed a field goal that would have put it into overtime for the Titans. You had four turnovers from Lamar Jackson, yet still the Ravens were throwing the ball into the end zone at the end of that game. And on Sunday, just a couple of days ago, you had Garrett Gilbert trying to throw the ball into the end zone as well. And yet he was, uh, they won all those games, but five different times by a touchdown or less, the Steelers have won their games. Now, they're 8-0, and 8-0 for the first time in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I don't think they are really the best team in the AFC. But I'm trying to judge the overall results. And that's why the team in the second spot has been mediocre in a lot of their games too. I think they play to the level of competition in Kansas City. And even though the Chiefs are, I believe, 8-1 and one now. They haven't had their bye week yet. Even though the Chiefs are playing good football in the context of 8-1, and one. they lost to the Raiders. They were fortunate to get past the Panthers this past weekend. I just feel like the Chiefs should be the overall favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions, but that they are not playing to the highest possible level every week. I think they play based on the overall quality of the competition. I would favor the Chiefs on the road against the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. I think the Chiefs have the single most impressive AFC win so far this year with what they did going on the road against the Ravens. But the Chiefs have been too inconsistent for me to have them as the best team in the NFL right now. So I've got the Steelers one, the Chiefs two, I said the most impressive win in the AFC so far between two AFC teams was the Chiefs on the road against the Ravens. Most impressive win in the NFC so far, we just saw it on Sunday Night Football. The Saints are now 6-2, and two, but they beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
like no one beats Tom Brady. One of the worst performances in Brady's career. The most points he has lost by in a game since, I believe, 2003. The most interceptions he has thrown in a game, I believe, since 2006. The lowest passer rating in a game since 2006. This was an unmitigated disaster for Tom Brady. The Saints didn't just beat them. They took a double win now over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints are a fairly substantial favorite now to win the NFC South. It felt like in that post-game interview, if you watched it, where Jameis Winston came out and ate a dub and you had Cam Jordan kind of dancing around in the background, it felt like the overall team chemistry of the Saints has turned a in a positive direction after a tumultuous offseason after everything that's gone on with Michael Thomas and is he going to play, is he not going to play, it felt like Sunday night that the Saints suddenly started to play at a really high level as they continue to win. I believe they have won five straight football games. They only have one opponent left with a winning record. I think the most impressive win of the season so far in the NFC is what the Saints did going on the road against the Bucks, which is why I've got the Saints slotted in at my number three team on the OutKick Top 5. All right? Steelers won, Chiefs two, and the Saints sliding in at the third spot. What about in the fourth spot? I've got the Ravens. The Ravens right now are, I think, doing... Look, they didn't play well against the Chiefs. They got dominated. They turned the ball over four times. Lamar Jackson had a poor game against the Steelers. But... Going on the road and winning against the Colts like they did on Sunday afternoon told me a lot about the Ravens. That's the biggest win, in my opinion, of the year so far for Lamar Jackson. Big win for John Harbaugh, who actually had a pretty interesting analogy. He said he had to get his team like kind of focused, and he said, I believe it was his grandfather was a bad driver, and he had knocked off both of the rearview mirrors. And when his parents and his, and his uh, grandmother said to the grandfather who was having trouble, I think it was parking in like a garage, uh, he said that, uh, the, that the Harbaugh grandfather said, I don't need to, why do I need a rear view mirror? I don't need to know what's going on behind me. I need to know what's going on in front of me. And it's an interesting kind of metaphor to think about. But it is true, right? A lot of people spend so much time worried about what's happened in the past that they can't focus about the future. And the message that Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, was trying to send to his team was, we can't control the effort or the, or the game that we put out against the Chiefs. It's past. We can't control the four turnovers that we had or the poor performance we had in a loss against the Steelers. That's past two. We can only concern ourselves going forward. And that's pretty good advice in general maybe I need John Harbaugh to be uh, giving me uh, coaching tips in life but I like that idea and certainly the Ravens played like they bought into that message and so the Ravens now are sitting at six and two and I've got them as the fourth best team in the outkick top five now in the fifth spot this got difficult because I think there are a bunch of teams that you could argue deserve to be there the Packers the Bills, the Titans, among other teams, all of them could have an argument to be in this slot. I put the Seahawks 
And I put the Seahawks there, even though they just lost to the Bills, because they're the best division in football, and they're leading the best division in football right now. So I've got, in order now, my top five, I've got the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Saints, the Ravens, the Seahawks, and then I have got the Packers, the Bills, and the Titans in the three that are right outside of the top five. The Titans win on Thursday. I'll probably bump them back up. That loss to the Bengals made me a little bit nervous. Dub, how would you assess my top five here in the NFL right now? Uh, I agree with much of it. I do have Kansas City at number one. Until further notice, that's going to be my number one team. Mahomes, we've been hearing all this Russell Wilson MVP talk, and rightfully so. But Mahomes this season, 25 touchdowns so far, one interception, 2,700 passing yards, and no one even cares. Yeah, it's because he set such a high standard for himself that most people aren't even paying attention. Absolutely. I think that's honestly what's going on. Yeah, but otherwise, I I wouldn't have Seattle in there. I'd probably have Green Bay, but... You're picking hairs at that five spot. Uh, all right. When we come back, uh, we will talk with my buddy Petros Papadakis. All of that still to come. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual 
manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application with Express Employment Professionals, you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier by letting the professionals at Express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team. Express Employment Professionals is your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. At the old P on Twitter, AM570, LA Sports. Uh, P, let's start here. Pac-12 is finally back, at least part of the schools in the Pac-12. What did you think of the 9 a.m. kickoff for USC, your alma mater? Well, I thought it was what they wanted to accomplish. Now, of course, it becomes a lot more problematic when you start selling people a game experience and start right. asking people to go to the games. I mean, it's one thing to have an 8 o'clock at night kickoff. That upsets a lot of people, but you're upsetting a whole other demographic of people with the 9 a.m. But as far as just that particular day with nobody in the Coliseum anyway, and they had a crazy end of the game, and what they're looking for is not necessarily just the big rating at the 9 a.m. game, because there's other games on, and it's a tribal thing anyway, but people are going to watch it because it's a big uh, network game. But they want the highlights to play all day at everybody else's halftime for the rest of the day. Yeah. So, and and that is impactful. So, in that regard, they they accomplished what they were trying to. I think it's not a weekly thing, obviously, because Fox wouldn't pick the Pac-12 weekly to do their big noon kickoff. And then you're kicking off at 9 a.m. on FS1 when there's a bunch of other games on, and it's like, okay, why are we doing this? So I think it's a kind of a delicacy if they're going to do it uh, for every once in a while. Probably better off at a place like Utah or Boulder where the time is a little bit closer to uh, noon than it yeah, is right. on the coast. So I, I think we'll see it again. And I didn't think it was necessarily a bad thing. But as a man who's done uh, most of his body of work calling games in Pac-12 after dark, I hate to see my life's work being derided as stupid and unnecessary. You know what's interesting is, before we even knew each other, one of the great college football late night games that's ever been played and I'm sure you know exactly where I'm going with this was the USC game and I can't even were they playing Boise State I can't even Fresno Fresno State yeah back in the day that was probably what like 15 16 17 years ago you called that game it was uh 2005 yep and yeah, I think it was the most watched game in the history of the Fox Sports Network. Like, so the regionals, but the regionals will go national when they have a game like that. So 
we did national games like that for about 10 years, and we'd be covered up in some communities by a college basketball game or something right. here and there. But that was, yeah, really, really big game. We had a lot of USC games when they it was rolling. before. Yeah, it was before ESPN took a foothold in the Pac-12 and built their L.A. studios. And, I mean, there were still Pac-12 games on ABC and all that, but there was a there was a lot to be done on the west coast as far as football coverage that they just weren't doing on the east coast so it was a fun time but yeah i've i've done a lot of those games uh, throughout my life it was interesting to see him kick off at 9 a.m. but it was interesting interesting to see him kick off at all I mean, we yeah, no kidding. November. I mean, it's freezing here in LA. It rained that morning, uh, so it was it was cool to see some of the brands out there. But the Pac-12 waiting this long and then threading a needle with more stringent and school by school is different too, but more stringent COVID restrictions and protocol is going to make it awful hard for these teams to get all their games in. And I hope a lot of these teams don't get the Houston treatment only because of what they're kind of uh, inflicting on themselves with the protocol. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. And, and it's interesting. We're talking to Petros Papadakis. I was just going to say that game that you called Fresno State USC back in the day. I remember watching that at my in-laws house in Detroit, Michigan, and it was around maybe Thanksgiving or something. I feel like I was up there visiting with them for Thanksgiving time. And I just remember how late that game was and being so tired, but yet not wanting to t- turn it off because it was such an incredibly compelling game. Yeah, it was. It was uh, Fresno State had them by the balls. They took yeah. the lead, and uh, I think it was a pick six by a guy who was a huge football prodigy named Darnell Bing from Long Beach Poly. He was playing safety at SC. It was a pick six from Darnell Bing by the Fresno State quarterback, Paul Pinniger. And that was Fresno State's moment. I mean... They never really recovered from that. After that, they lost a few games, and their very famous coach out here. Was that Pat Hill? Yeah, Pat Hill. Mustache. Yeah, the mustache and the crazy eyes and the Santa Clarita Valley offensive line experience and angry, great man. And I just remember about that game. And, you know, that was Matt Leiner. Reggie Bush had an incredible performance in that game. But USC really did get knocked off the ball, similar to the way they got knocked off the ball on Saturday against Arizona State. It came back in a miracle fashion, but it wasn't a miracle. But I just remember spending a long night the night before in the hotel with Pat Hill. I mean, I was sleeping at my house, but uh, I, I... spoke with him for three hours before the game. He was yeah. crazed. He was crazed and upset and obsessed. And <laughs> it was to see him lose that way and knowing he had what people at that point were calling the greatest team in college football history up against the wall, like yeah. a, like an action movie, you know. And uh, it was just, it took all the wind out of his sails. He now works for Fresno State on the the radio. He's a great guy. But I remember I never, very rarely ever went down to the field after a game I called, especially at the Coliseum. 
over the years, ever, almost never. But I remember going down to the field and going into the tunnel to see Pat Hill after that game. And he grabbed me by both shoulders and slammed me against the wall and screamed like in a desperate voice, we had him! You know, like a, like yeah. a, it was an amazing night, you know, and the production was really great. And, you know, we felt like we did a good job on the call. So, yeah, I'm still doing it, though. I guess I haven't really moved much in my life and accomplished much because I'm still doing a, you know, this week we got Washington, their debut because they didn't play last week because Cal got shut down. A lot of people think very prematurely. Oh, so Washington, yeah. Washington's going to debut at home and they're going to take on the Oregon State team that got beat by Washington State last Saturday night. So that's that's my work this week. My other game got taken away because of Utah's COVID problems and given to Brady Quinn. I hate having that good-looking <laughs> bastard take my stuff. I mentioned this on the show before, but still one of my favorite screenshots that I've ever seen of our illustrious television career was when they put me and you in between, and I've talked about this on the air, Brady, Joel, and Matt Weinert in what I feel like was an effort to humiliate us by putting us among the best-looking uh, quarterbacks in the history of, uh, of college football. Yeah, well, at least you're not a football player, you know. I mean, I was, <laughs> there was a time that I was a football player, and I just looked literally like Marty Feldman and young Frankenstein standing with those guys. I mean, literally. Uh, but uh, that being said, you know, I've been going to the Fox lot, getting my COVID test, and doing a lot of these games, and uh, very grateful to do them and see the kids being able to fulfill their kind of destiny and finish their careers or go out there and play and try to get to the next level or whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. It's it's great to see it happening, but I have to drive onto the lot and there's this giant poster of you and your big face. Oh, are we back on the street now? Yeah, and I have to drive under it every day and you can just imagine me looking up from my, <laughs> my steering wheel going, Jesus Christ. You know, you know that's Christ. that also brings to mind one of the great banners of all time. So people out there may not know, because it's been, what, like six or seven oh, yeah. years speaking since we did. Frankenstein, huh? Yeah, yeah, speaking of Frankenstein, it's been six or seven years now since we did our Saturday morning show. It was you, me, Joel, Mike Pereira, Kevin. Aaron Aaron Andrews, Eddie George. Uh, I think that was the whole crew. Colossal and failure. Was It was not a successful show. Uh, <laughs> but, but I will say this. I think that was partly because they expected for FS1 to come out of the gates and just dominate. In retrospect, if they had stuck with it, and now they basically have, they have their own show that's on you know, Big Fox every morning as the kickoff, uh, kickoff show on Saturday. But they had a, a, a photo day. Right where everybody came in and they took everybody's photo, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm scheduled right then to be on my family vacation," and they were like, "It's no big deal. We'll get your picture taken some other time." And I was like, "Okay, that's cool." And so, what was crazy was, I, I like they take a, a headshot of me at some point, and they're like, "And I'm like, that's all you need to do, really?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we got it." And so, a couple weeks later. I'm driving onto the Fox lot for people who are in LA, you know, the Pico and Motor intersection, and there's a gigantic billboard of our entire show. 
And I look at myself as I'm coming in, and first of all, it's kind of cool to see your face on a billboard for a new show that you're doing. I mean, I'm just oh, I bet it was for you. I bet I'm just some a real boner. I'm just some dork from Nashville who's now got a billboard on Pico and Motor on the Fox lot, <laughs> and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, this is not a flattering photo of me, right? And then I keep looking at it, and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't even think I don't own a suit that color. And then I looked at it longer, and I was like, wait, that guy has a watch on his on his wrist. I don't even own a watch. And then it occurred to me that they had taken you. No, no, I had to figure out that it was me. Yeah, you did. You were, because I I mentioned to you, I'm like, that doesn't, why do I look so weird? Like, yeah, and I was like, my God, it's worse. It's me. (laughs) Yeah. So Frankenpetros was actually me. Or yeah, Frankenplay, depending on which way you want to describe it, they had sandblasted or I get what do you even call that? Like they had swapped your so face. They didn't use sand or any kind of blaster. I can tell you that. I, I assure you that it was digital. They digitally replaced your face. Everything else stayed pretty much the same, and they put my face on your body, and it was just a ridiculous looking photo. Oh, you know what? I was uh, I live your life. Uh, I, on Friday night, I was attacked by a politician on really? Twitter. Yeah, really? uh, the the governor elect of Utah. Why was the governor elect of Utah mad at you? Because uh, you were saying the, that Utah should have uh, should have played. No, I don't know. I mean, no, I was calling the BYU game, which I love. BYU's football team. I love yeah. them this year. I Zach love Wilson is incredible. I love Kalani Sataki. I love his uh, offensive coordinator, Coach Grimes. I, I love everything about that team this year. Yep. And so what happened? And I've always loved Kalani Sataki. I don't know. Somebody made fun of me saying I had a big head, comparing me with some cartoon character named Roz, which I'm sure is funny. And uh, he wrote, Roz had more insightful commentary. <laughs> The go- so the gov just took a shot at you, right. Utah, which is supposed to be a state where everybody's super nice, right? I mean, I think the reputation would be that it's not like we're talking about, you know, a place where people are noticeably supposed to be mean, right? Like well, Utah, you know, on the Oregon Trail, you know, and you're well, just back in the day. valley and then, you know, the. Brigham Young, you know, orders a massacre of your but, your whole crew. But so, what did you? So, the governor of Utah just uh, just came off the top rope on you. So, it's the governor, right? Of Utah. And I love I love the LDS and Utah and BYU and the whole. So, deal. did you I reply? Yeah, I wrote. Uh, this hurts, Governor. I'm aware I have a large head, <laughs> and I said it just doesn't hold the necessary insight. I thought I, I did I can't a good job. I, I, I thought, you know, nobody's perfect. That's a great response. the game off a monitor, you know. But That's uh, a phenomenal response. Like, I didn't see that at all on Twitter. That was, what, Friday night? I didn't either. Somebody sent it to me last night when I was driving home from work. Like, this governor of Utah is getting after your ass. And it's like, you know, I've had, I mean, Jeannie Buss told us that Phil Jackson once uh, hit the TV with his cane when he was having back problems while I was calling a game, and he was pissed off at what I was saying. Yep. And uh, this was a Laker game. No, a, a football game, and he was watching it with his girlfriend. Jeannie oh, okay. Buss, and he yeah, didn't yeah. Like my commentary, so he beat right. the TV with his cane. Yes. Uh, but this is the first time I've been politically attacked. Yeah. Did yeah. you talk about it on your show uh, Monday? 
no, no. It happened on my way home from work. And, you know, at this point, it's probably over. You know, there's something else. Oh, I disagree. I, I think you need to get the governor of Utah on and, like, really figure out what you were doing. Well, I'm not like you. I don't put politicians on the air ever. I because... just think it would. I mean, this is not a politician. This is a, uh, a, a viewer oh, who unceremoniously attacked you out of nowhere. Well, I don't just, you know, look, I mean, the funny thing is, is like when I'm on the road, usually I'm training somebody to be a color analyst and that, you know, we're all in the booth, you know, we're doing a live game and we're on TV, but we're, we're all in the booth together. And, you know, usually those people feel insecure about their performance. So we have like a ritual that, you know, I would just type my name into Twitter and read all the things. About. To try to show people all the negative things that are said right, about like you this guy the sound, You're yeah, always biased one way or the other. This guy right. doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, And, and the know, same thing, by the way, happens on radio for every show that you do if you take the time, no matter who you are, to just like, I mean, everybody's an expert on Twitter, right? Right, and people write funny stuff. And yeah, this right. guy sounds like Jabba the Hutt, you know, got, you know, had a Greek accent or, you know, some, you know, just stupid stuff and everybody gets a laugh. But now, you know, I'm all alone in a studio with like a play by play guy and the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune are still coming at me. <laughs> but I'm not on the road with a beer in my hand or yeah. no brotherhood or camaraderie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just me and the Twitter, Twitter streets, I believe is how you say it. Yes. But, uh, yeah, mean, I've, mean I've Twitter streets. Po- politically attacked before, but it happened, Clay. Did you see, by the way, uh, old Darren Ravel just decide to, uh, to to block me on Twitter after all our head-to-heads over the course of the past several well, months? He probably feels like he beat you. you know? I, I think it's hard to feel like you beat someone when you basically take the ball and go home. Well, I, you know, I... I have a tendency to agree with that. You know, I, I'm not really in any Twitter beefs other than with yes. the governor-elect of Utah. Uh, well, I think that's – that, to me, that's a big win for you. Like, I know it's just Utah, but if a governor is taking <laughs> shots at you, to me, that's a that's a win for you. That's my favorite thing. I mean, I'm going to live the rest of the day, God willing, and that'll probably be my favorite thing that, that was said today. I know it's just Utah. <laughs> but that's still a win for you, Petra. For all we know, the, the the governor of Utah might be up right now, just taking shots at me left and right, right. over uh, over Petros, uh, uh, over you know you and I talking on the conversation, having a conversation this morning. All right, so uh, yeah, you know, I remember that in a jun- in a high school, there was a I guess what most of us felt was an unfortunate looking girl who who was after me, and people were like, you know, I mean. It may be so and so, but you know, you could still be, you know, flattered by this. You know, yes, very, very similar to the. Uh, it may be Utah, but yeah. Well, I mean, you'd prefer that it would be Gavin Newsom or Cuomo or you know somebody with a big state. You'd rather the governor of a big state. Yeah, the lady of Michigan, uh, Whitmer. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, one, of, one of the one of them would be maybe a little bit better. Uh, all right, so. We obviously, uh, that's an amazing story. We had a bunch of amazing college football games over the weekend, too. You used to play against Notre Dame. You've woken up the echoes. You've been in Notre Dame Stadium, I think, at least a couple of times. What do you think of Notre Dame finally getting a big-time win under Brian Kelly and the way that they did it? Well, I was doing a game at the time and it wasn't necessary for me to review that tape. <laughs> so I only watched the highlights. But yeah. a great Notre Dame win is great for college football. Yeah, it is. And that's the bottom line. Same as a good Texas team is great for college football, and a good USC team is great for college football. And it's great to see it. You know, Clemson is a juggernaut. They're at a different level right now, along with Alabama, than everybody else. 
and to have him go out there. And I love the Clemson quarterback. He's a Southern California kid that we've supported for years, DJ Uyunglele. But and he's been on our show, you know, maybe half dozen times at least. But it's great for college. It's healthy for college football to have Notre Dame have a big win and to, as you say, wake up the echoes because that's one of the cradles of the sport. And it's if you like the sport, that's one of the sport's biggest brands. So it's a good thing to have them playing at a high level. They're- Not so high a level to where their fans get super annoying, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. No, it's fantastic. It, didn't it, it, you it, used to run around saying that all the Notre Dame fans are fake or something like that? Well, yeah, I did. Uh, and, but that is because, I think, compared to your diehards, right? Like, if you're a Ohio State or a Michigan or an Alabama, or to be fair, even an SC a little bit, but certainly a Tennessee, like Texas, like those are long-term uh, dyed in the wool. Like, I care desperately what happens to my team. And, and then no I feel Notre like Dame fans that way. No, no, like, there are the some. Of Chicago is that no, way. No, no, there are some, but there's also the whole East Coast is like casual Notre Dame fans, right? Like they don't really care about college football, but if Notre Dame oh, is they're good, like they're like I'm Irish. Yeah, I'm Irish or I'm Catholic. Oh, I'm all in on Notre Dame when they're good. But for the ten years where they're not very good, they don't pay attention, right? So well, they're that's yes, why they're are the biggest. They're the biggest brand in college football, not because there's a bunch of people in South Bend, Indiana that love Notre Dame. I mean, it's because it is a coast-to-coast brand where the people that take a communion once a year, if Notre Dame is good, they They, they step up out. and they're like, oh, I'm big Notre Dame fans. Yeah, they break out the Clover sweatshirt and all that. I understand what you're saying. Uh, but but, I but still, like it's to- a great brand and it's a, it's a, it was an impressive victory. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I would love to see them in the college football playoff able to really compete depending on how exactly things go. Uh, So, at the Old P, uh, you can listen to him on AM570 LA Sports. Petros Papadakis with us every single Tuesday, and I really do mean this. Uh, We get such tremendous feedback. I appreciate you getting up early with us every Tuesday, spending the time with us. Enjoy your game this weekend, Oregon State at Washington. I know the Husky fans are excited to finally get their team back on the gridiron, and we will talk to you next week. Who's the governor of Washington? I don't want to be attacked. Jay uh, Inslee. Inslee better chill. Yeah, I don't. You better, or just don't check your mentions. Well, I already did Washington State. I guess if Inslee was going to attack me, he would have done it. Uh, maybe you were good in that game. No telling what might happen in this one. Oh, <laughs> very subjective. Very subjective indeed. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. As uh, many of the people right there are waking up across the country, want to let you know we've been breaking down top five, bottom five in the NFL, as we typically do a lot of times on Tuesdays uh, as we finish another week of the NFL on Monday Night Football. Of course, the Patriots, who have fallen off precipitously, they still found a way to win. But when you have to kick a last-second field goal against a winless Jets team that may not have very much interest in actually winning – Uh, it's a sign that the Patriots are not exactly rolling. And to me, for all the teams that are out there that are bad at the halfway point of the season, there's a lot of good quarterbacks that potentially are going to be available. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about uh, this a lot as we go forward. But whether it's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Kyle Trask, Zach Wilson, uh, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, I mean, that's six guys right there that could all theoretically be first-round quarterbacks. So, who are the teams that could potentially be competing for them? Well, we gave you the bottom five in the NFL to start off the first hour of the program, and the bottom five in the NFL look a little something like this. The Giants, 
the Washington football team, the Cowboys, the Jags, and the Jets. Those are the five worst teams. And yes, the NFC East occupies three of the bottom five spots right now in the OutKick bottom five. Uh, The list of happiness, the list of joy, the list of gleefulness, uh, the people who are going to do cartwheels out of their bed this morning. I've got the Steelers at one, the Chiefs at two, and I really do think right now, if I had to pick, I would put the Chiefs in the Super Bowl over the Steelers. I would pick the Chiefs to go on the road and win in Pittsburgh because I think the Chiefs can elevate their overall level of play because Mahomes is just off the off the charts right now in terms of how good he is. Also, Ben Roethlisberger, I wonder a little bit, given how, how limpy he was, gimpy he was at the end of the game against the Cowboys, how healthy he's going to be going forward given his age. He doesn't seem like he's 100% healthy. But I've got the Steelers right now number one overall because they're 8-0. And even though five of those wins have been by seven points or less, I think you have to give credit to what's happened on the field. So I've got the Steelers one. I've got the Chiefs in the second spot right now, as I said. I think they win the AFC. And the team that I think the Chiefs end up playing against, I'm switching based on what we saw in Sunday Night Football. I did think the Bucs were in a really good spot. Now I'm back to the Saints. I think the Saints should be favored based on what we've seen the last five weeks. Now they got Michael Thomas back. The beatdown that they put on Tampa Bay was pretty epic. I've got the Saints as my top NFC team. Then I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, I think the AFC is fairly stocked. So uh, I've got the top four teams, Steelers, Chiefs, Saints, and Ravens. And I don't think there are really very many other teams that you could be arguing for in your top four. I think those have to be them. And then it gets difficult at the fifth best team in the NFL right now. I'm going Seahawks just based on how well Russell Wilson is playing. But I think you could make a case for the Packers who got a nice win, bounce back after the poor performance against the Vikings. I think you could make a case for the Bills, who dominated against the Seahawks, even though I've got the Seahawks at my five team. And then I think you can make a case for the Titans. And all of these teams, on some level, it feels like have at least one bad loss, right? Like the Chiefs lost to the Raiders. That's a pretty bad loss for the Chiefs. The Saints, uh, I mean, let's be honest with the Saints. They looked very mediocre, early on they've now won five in a row they've been winning a lot of close games but there's been certainly reason to question how good Drew Brees's arm is what the team chemistry is of the Saints all that was very valid the Ravens have gotten whipped twice by really good teams two teams that are in my top three which is why I've got them slotted in at the four spot uh, and then the Seahawks have uh, lost to now the Cardinals and the Bills the Bills have lost at least the two decent teams in the Titans and the Chiefs. The Packers, I mean, you can't lose to the Vikings. They did it, which is why I have them outside of my top eight. Uh, sorry, top five, still in the top eight. And then the Titans with a really bad loss against the Bengals, which is why I don't have the Titans in my top five right now. Titans got a big game on Thursday. We'll be talking a lot about that one all week with the Indianapolis Colts rolling into town. I appreciate all of you, regardless of where you are across the country, around the world, spending your Tuesday morning with us. Encourage you to go download the OutKick podcast. Make sure you don't miss a second. We'll be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. I'm Clay Travis. This has been OutKick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a 500 matching bonus and a 1500 mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua